You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis Coop. and Sam Claiborne. Aim Coop. It is a, yes, Aim Coop. It is a Scoop Trio this week. Very busy day in the office. Lots of people are sick. Lots of people are out at events, uh, playing games, heads down, working on features. So we have a little bit smaller group, but no less great a show for you this week. We're going to talk about God of War. I just, I just, I just got a war. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Have you used that one before? <laughs> No, I thought of that earlier today. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to talk about Cuphead and other difficult games, notoriously difficult games. But first, Xbox Game Pass. Is it the future? Is it the future of video games? Some think it is. Microsoft has uh, unveiled that all Microsoft Studios games going forward will be a part of Xbox Game Pass on release day. Xbox Game Pass is, of course, Microsoft's Netflix-like subscription service, which offers access to a selection of Xbox One and 360 games for a monthly fee. I think it's $10 a month. Mm-hmm. $9.99. Uh, and this starts with Sea of Thieves, which is out March 20th, but there's a closed beta going on now. Sea of Thieves is a $60 game. Mm-hmm. so And then it ends with that, because what else is coming out? Well, okay, but there's also another, there's 100 games in Xbox yep. ga- uh, Game Pass But the right new now. news is that there's just new... Every new Microsoft game. Every new Microsoft Studios game will be a part of uh, Xbox Game Pass on release day. Seems like a pretty good value. Uh, $10 a month would get you access to uh, Sea of Thieves and then this other 100 games. And you still have to pay games with gold. Well, or I mean, you still have to pay uh, for Xbox Live gold. Uh, you have to, or if you want to play online. Yeah, if you want to play online. Yeah, if you want to play online. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for Sea of Thieves, for instance. 
for see it, see if yeah, with a big online game. Yeah, so I mean, for them, it's like all great because they get the money for these games without going to retail, and they get uh, probably Xbox Live subscriptions, which is a year. Mm -hmm. They get all that, uh, and and that's all good for them. It's really scary for retailers. Scary for retailers. Uh, I want to scary for single player games. Or single player games. You're making so we've been talking about the sixty dollars single player game, and that was the whole topic of scoop, you know, two three weeks ago. Um, and uh, that's a if, good one. If there's, <laughs> if you release a sixty dollar game that's on Xbox Game Pass, wouldn't people surely rather than just pay nine ninety nine, play mm-hmm. through it, and then cancel that service for, sure. for the month? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think Microsoft has been demonstrating they're they're really interested in those uh, long tail mm-hmm. games that just get. Keep people uh, coming back day after PUBG, day to sea play PUBG, yeah. Sea of Thieves. Well, and, uh, I mean Fortnite. Fortnite. I think it's a. I, I do think this is really cool, and I think it's really great. And yes, I think it's the future of games. There you go. We solved it. You agree? Yeah. But like, you see a company like Netflix. Even how like, it's so easy to forget that it was like five years ago that their first Netflix original ever came out. You know, they had House of Cards and Orange Is the New Black. Uh, five, six years. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a newish thing. And it was now, like uh, Arrested Development is like right at yeah. the same time, right? Now every single week, like they they've gotten so sophisticated about like. And it's not a coincidence that, like, you know, there's one new sci-fi-ish fantasy show, show, you know, once a month or so. There's one thing, if you're really into comedies or sitcoms or television like that, you know, once a month or so. Like, they do that stuff so that you're always getting your subscriptions worth. And, you know, if if you're thinking about, mm, maybe I should cancel Netflix, like, well, Altered Carbon is only two weeks away, so you might as well stick around and watch that. Yeah. And I think we'll see Microsoft... Um, if this takes off and does well for them, and if they really think it's the future of their business, like there's no need to backload games all in, you know, October, November, December. Mm. Like you might see them try to have a steady drip of game releases. That's all a good call. The year. Like that's like the summer of arcade mm-hmm. when it was like, oh, there's actually good games all summer, and it was well thought out and distributed. I love that. Mm-hmm. That was such a fun thing every year. Why did Microsoft cancel that? I don't know, but it could come back with something like this. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps it could come back. <laughs> uh, you know, so this will include Sea of Thieves. It will also include uh, State of Decay 2 and Crackdown 3, which is supposed to be out this year. The inevitable next Forza game. Uh, the inevitable next Halo and Gears of War games. Yep. These will all be included in this Xbox Game Pass on day one. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, uh, can you which cancel is, it freely? I mean, I like, think that's so. what yeah. I do with like, I'm watching Star Trek Discovery right now. Like, I don't need a CBS whatever it's called, all-access subscription at all. Yeah. I'm not going to watch anything else on CBS. So I, like, kind of wait until a few episodes are out, and then I try to watch, you know, for the entire month I'm paying, and then, like, get out. Yeah. And can you do that with, you know, a couple games at one well, point? Well, so... I'm also going to count on, um, like, I can't speak for anyone else, but in my house I subscribed to HBO Now only for Game of Thrones, but then I accidentally kept it for like three more months. And That's I'm like, the intention well, of all subscriptions. Yeah, services. that cost me like I don't know what it cost me. If no. it's it would have cost me seventy five dollars if I had it for five months. And it's like, yeah. well, you could have got the DVD set. Yeah, and that's one thing that concerns me about going digital in general is that like I know not everybody is into physical copies as much as I am. But what about like collector's editions? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's if, true. if we go fully digital, will collector's editions get better? Because they want to really attract people to them, or will they become obsolete because there won't be disk drives? Like, Collector's editions are really crazy now, and uh, <laughs> I think we're already seeing, like y- you just touched on it, like what this is really going to eat away at is just the standard $60 game. Mm-hmm. Like the really high end, if you're a super fan that want the figurine and the yeah, collectible, like there's never, there's never going to be a replacement for that. Yeah. You know, like that's always going to be a market that gets served, a small but lucrative market. Yeah, um, for sure. But to just buy, you know, a sixty dollar game or forty eight dollar game on Amazon, like, hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, so if Xbox Game Pass is $10 a month, uh, $120 a year, if you just play two full-price games with that service, it's paid for itself there. So, I mean, it seems to be like it seems to be a good deal. If you're an Xbox owner, I almost don't know why you wouldn't uh, subscribe to this. Or you could pay 10 bucks, play 100 games. Yeah. One month. And just bounce. You have one month. One month. And then you just bounce. <laughs> well, see, I mean, that's also a very what good deal. What a deal. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm waiting for them to be some catch for, like, if you let your subscription lapse, it, like, eats your game <clears> saves or something like that. Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I assume it's, like, uh, PS Plus where, you know, you, you, you your subscription ends, you lose access to the games. And, yeah. You know. Isn't there something, like, to, like, right now we all have, like, huge libraries of games, like, on Steam, for instance, mm -hmm. the ones, all the games you bought but never play. Yeah. Uh, if you emulate games, people, like, always have the same issue where it's, like, you have this big, like, say you get every NES game ever. It's like, okay, you know the ones you like, probably mm -hmm. 20 of them. You maybe want to explore the rest. And then there's 640 that you're like never going to play it's or like, even know what to play. Like more isn't necessarily better. Yeah, like, like having the library list. isn't that great. It, it, it's almost, I mean, I've run into that. Like <clears> I have an SNES Classic where it's the greatest games ever made, you know, all in one little box. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit yeah. there, but among the greatest Good games game. ever made in, <laughs> in one box. Um and that's actually more valuable and a cooler experience than having a Raspberry Pi that has every SNES game on it. So yeah, I mean, there's certain type of people that need it narrowed down. But that's yeah, like if I had a hundred you know Xbox games at my disposal right now, I probably wouldn't play a lot of them. So I actually think the interface <clears throat> there is a non-trivial detail to make sure that it's like surfacing cool and interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's curated in an individual taste, if you're a shooter fan or whatever, maybe they can yeah. do a good job of like presenting you like, hey, did you ever play? I don't know the Syndicate that's or whatever. That's what Netflix like, has to do, right? Yeah, and that's what Netflix really leans hard into. And they also do that to obfuscate the fact that there's not actually that much stuff on Netflix. Like, their interface is designed to not let you, like, I just want to see every comedy movie you have. Yeah, like, like HBO allows you to do that, but yeah. Netflix doesn't. Yeah, I don't like the interface at all. And I super don't like, I don't know why we're talking about Netflix. But we're going on a little yeah. bit of a tangent. I was just going to complain about how I hate how everything yeah. autoplays a trailer. Yeah, it's a what? It's terrible. It's so stupid. And I've looked around, you can't turn that feature off. It's like, I I'm was, just browsing. Uh, I don't want to hear the audio of every single thing I'm looking at. Or like, and sometimes for like, uh, I noticed I just started watching End of the Effing World. And, uh, Which is good, by the way. I recommend yeah. that. But the trailer was kind of playing while I was like, you know, we were yeah. getting ready to watch yeah. and stuff like that. And it's the whole first episode. It's like you should and I know. knew what happened in the first yeah. episode after that. <laughs> yeah. It spoiled it for me. Yeah, it's really annoying. With audio. I was um, just like, gosh. There's all kinds of neat, like once you start paying attention to UI and how it works and its tricks, they like Netflix in particular does a lot of clever stuff. Like whatever you're watching most recently, whatever you most recently watched, when you fire up Netflix, it won't ever be the first thing you see. It's always the second thing you see. I noticed. So that. it forces yeah. you to like take a look at one thing that you're not watching yeah, they, yet they, first. They yeah. do they do a trailer like in the movie theater, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they don't trick you. They're just like you just tab over and then watch the thing, but yeah. they force you to notice something else first. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have an email on this topic uh, from Stuart Hooper. He's from England, but living in Albuquerque, oh. New Mexico. Mm, good. He says, I'm a very, very long-time listener, but first-time emailer. The future of the gaming industry just crashed through the TV screens of Xbox gamers everywhere, with Microsoft announcing that all first-party games will be coming to Xbox Game Pass the very same day they are released. So this year, Crackdown 3, Sea of Thieves, and State of Decay 2 will all be available on the service from day one. We'll I'd, see about Crackdown. I'd we'll, argue... We'll see. This is Stuart saying, I'd argue this is the biggest development in the gaming industry in a very long time. This is how publishers are going to kill off retail stores yeah. and the pre-owned games market in one fell swoop. Imagine big publishers like Ubisoft, EA, and Activision following suit 
with exactly the same subscription model for their games. If people are paying around $25 a month in total for this collection of subscription services, why would anyone go out and drop $60 on just one game? It is likely that the adoption rate for these services will grow and grow, while sales of games will slowly decline. However, we will no longer technically own our games. Publishers are unlikely to go exclusively with the subscription model to access their games right away, but could we be seeing a future where the next generation of consoles will have more people licensing games via a subscription service than buying their very own copies? Then further into the future, might subscription services be the only way to get games? Justin, yeah. you were saying you agree this is the future. Yeah, I mean, whether it's good nor bad, like, I, I kind of don't know. Like, yeah. it could go either direction, but I think it's very likely to only become a bigger and bigger portion of the video game industry, like, uh, what was his name? Stuart. Yeah, like Stuart said. Yeah, um, yeah like the, the, the crossing of the Rubicon or the big test will be if a game is only available on a subscription service. And then we really are looking at a model that's more that's like... That's interesting. Yeah. More like you're talking about like a Netflix And they want to pull you on to yeah. their subscription service. So Microsoft says, you but know, exclusively available on Game Pass is, you know, Super Meat Boy 2 or whatever. And then it's no different than, you know, than a television show only being available on HBO. And yep. that already happens with, you know, digital only games. Mm -hmm. It's just not part of the subscription service. Maybe yeah. those all will be. But I just hope it's not a separate <clears throat> service for every publisher. Because like, I don't need... It will be. It will be. That's not, I just want one. I, don't, I just want to pay for one. They that's already, what's so I ridiculous mean, EA, right now about it. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. TV is so weird right now. Yeah, it's annoying. Everything Everything is terrible, man. Because like, EA has... Everything EA, is terrible. I mean, EA has EA Origin. And uh, you know, Blizzard has always had Battle.net. But now there's a non-Blizzard game, an Activision game. Uh, Destiny 2 is on Battle.net. And you play... And Bethesda has yeah. their own launcher. Um, well, I mean, this isn't quite the same thing, but Nintendo is also working on something similar, like some sort of game subscription service with its online well, that's model. Been, I don't even know that right? it is a rumor, but that's been the speculation. Why is Virtual Console taking so long? Yeah. A common theory is that they're having a similar you know, subscription service, you know, pay yeah. 10 bucks a month and get access to. Well, and they said that there is a subscription service that they announced, yeah. which well, is like two retro games a month. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they did announce that. Hopefully that expands. With the online play and yada, yada. But I'm thinking more like a Netflix, <clears throat> like with your subscription comes access to, you know, every Mario Nintendo game. is such a good library for that. Other people don't. Like, it's such a brilliant idea. Yep. Yeah. Dude, Toys R Us closing this week. I know. So many of them. Yeah. Like a fifth. Uh, like 180 Speaking of retailers dying. Yeah. Uh, Toys R Us is bankrupt. It's crazy. It's hard times out there. You know why? For retail. It's Babies R Us that ruined them. Uh, Babies R Us ruined them? It's very sad. Uh, I mean, yeah. I have such good Toys R Us memories. It's yeah. where I demoed games. Yep. Yeah, I have a lot of good Toys R Us. Like, that's what you would do. You would go to a retail place and play a new game. I played Ocarina of Time at Best Buy. Played Mario 64 at a Toys R Us. I remember it so well. Guitar Hero. I played Tetris at Toys R Us. I remember yeah. on a giant Game Boy. Yeah, I didn't like, what I didn't like is their system was one where you had to like, uh, they didn't slips, have the game box. Game slips. You had to get the game slips and take it up to yeah. the front. I, there are other stores that actually had the games hanging. Dude, so that switched over in the middle of the NES. Yeah. And I remember some stores didn't do it. Some Like that was like in Arizona when I moved to Arizona when I was a kid. They they did it there and I thought it was really weird because NES games have a little tab on the on the back. Yeah. When they're sealed. Exactly. And they're all hung up. Yeah. And you'd see like there'd be like a, a rack. Yeah. And like every single game, you know, was there in, in quantity. And then you could see how many were missing. Mm. And when they replaced it, you could never see how many yeah. like pieces of paper were missing. So it was kind of a popularity yeah, that's Gage interesting. For that. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Can you imagine that? Three cabinets of brand new NES games? Yes. That's quite a I sight. I see it. It's quite a sight. <laughs> All right, moving on. <clears throat> We've got a release date finally for God of War on PS4. He's just God of War. Uh, it's out 420, April 20th, the same day as Nintendo Labo. 
Mm-hmm. So we got we got a tough decision. And Super Troopers, too. Yeah. Tough decision to make. Which is probably the most synced up with that holiday. That's probably the most for And I'm using holiday loosely. <laughs> <laughs> well. Entertainment option on that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we've known it's supposed to be coming in early 2018 for some time. It does feel a little bit later than I would have guessed, but, um, you know, it's, it's not Q1. It's a ways into Q2, yeah. actually. It's true. Uh, it's currently the only big game scheduled for April. You know, only a game, big game that has an actual release date in April, mm-hmm. not counting Nintendo Labo, which is kind of a different thing. And we don't know much about those games. Yeah. We know it's cardboard. Mm-hmm. One of them could be Metroid Prime 4. We don't know. Uh, and then there was another, there was, <laughs> you got to yes. build it. Metroid Prime 4 is Labo. You want yourself. Metroid Prime 4? You build it. <laughs> uh, and then there was a new trailer for God of War. I didn't watch it. You watched it, Sam? Yeah. Uh, so I like, you know. It's a story trailer. Yeah. So it has uh, Kratos talking very normally instead of just screaming Zeus. Good. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. You don't see that much. Yeah. Um, screaming his son instead. <laughs> yeah, they really give away a lot. So you know, I don't want to talk about it too much if you don't if you want to keep yeah, it on yeah. on blackout. But you know, <clears throat> the plot of like who his son is and like what he, you know, if he's Kratos' son, like Kratos is a god of war. It's in mm-hmm. the title. Yep. Like, it's what does that right mean there. for his son? Is he a half human? And that's, I think, what the game will be about. Hmm. I think, and monsters. You know, the story trailer is obviously deliberately trying to get people to talk about the lore and story and how this game carries on from the others. But as it gets closer to release, I'm seeing a lot more people talk about... Um, it, prior to this, all the attention and focus had been on you know the gameplay systems and the combat and the new cool acts you have and how it's not a fixed perspective anymore. And now people are finally starting to dig more into, well, wait, what does it actually mean that he's switched mythologies and how is that possible? And yeah, is he covering his tracks? And like, where is there did some the, story yeah. behind that? And where did the, uh, what were they called? The, uh, the chains that he used in the previous games. Oh, um, it's escaping his me chain now. Chain blades? Is that what they were? Um, they had an actual, anyway, the point is they're yeah. not there they anymore. they have a name? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you switched sure between the, yeah, the big sword and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and his uh, <laughs> and he's got his arms are bandaged up. Mm. And it's like, well, okay, like, is this game going to get into, like, what happened? Like, so now, mm. I mean, I'm not like, God of War has the deepest lore. But, but it is like a long-running franchise, and it's interesting. And Zeus! I'm, I'm definitely curious to learn more. Ares! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're so silly. That'll probably be in there. And then um, <clears throat> it also shows uh, some, like, cool, like, kind of gross creature designs. Mm-hmm. I like that. One of them's, like, a guy in a tree, and he's like, you got to cut off my head. Which is what happens. It's a laugh moment <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, like, weird. I, like, Hilarious. It looks, it's a weird be- game. Like, I like that. Remember the big snake? Yeah. The big bearded dragon? Yeah. Snake. Be- yeah. I loved him. Yeah. yeah. Like that stuff is just it, there's some kookiness to it, which I think that that series needs. Yeah. What also opens the door for like now that mythology switching is a thing, like okay, they've they've laid the groundwork for like 20 more years of God of War games now. Like now that yeah. he's not relegated to just killing Greek gods. Yeah. When you watch the trailer, tell me if you well, feel the influence of The Last of Us in it. Well, but here's the thing: I I, I I'm already interested in that game. Like I'm already on board. I want to play it day one, so I don't really need to. You have to read the rewind script, so might as well. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) No, I don't know. Uh, That is something I don't think people uh, often consider. Is a lot of stuff has to get spoiled for us as part of our jobs. Yeah, it's horrible. I just every movie my wife ever sees, she's like, "Do you already know what's going to happen in this?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I mean, first of all, everyone's just talking about it in the office all the time. You know, the morning after. But we also also sometimes. Yeah. Also, even if even if we haven't uh, heard people talking about it, I may have to like read a review. For the Last Jedi, before before I even go see it, you know, I, if, if if I'm required for the VO reading or whatever, so and that makes Things us that a that little bit less time. sensitive to uh, spoilers, and we try really hard to not give them. Yeah, and so 
always apologetic when we do, but it's also just kind of the nature of covering media. Many, many perks of this job. Yep. Unfortunately, a few downsides, <laughs> one of which is like, you know, everything that's going to happen in a game before you even get a chance to play it. For me, it's a perk. Yeah. You don't, don't care, care about, about spoilers, spoilers at all. You no. didn't even care about spoilers for Star, for Star Wars. No, I don't. Because I'm, you know, we grew up in a time where I loved hearing my friend describe to me how awesome a movie was and then going to see it. I like that. Anyway, God of War out 420. Uh, I think God of War looks really fun. I look forward to playing it. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Big Tony Style. Big Tony what? Style. What a twist. <laughs> Impossible. While. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dead 20 years. Uh, Big Tony Style says, I love gaming in January mm. because there aren't a ton of major releases and it's a great time to catch up on all the 2017 games I missed. Same, Tony. That being said, there is one game on my list that I will likely never play. Persona 5. Oh, boy. Yeah, I could have guessed it. I've never played a Persona game and while it may be <clears throat> shallow of me, I cannot look past the art style. And commit 70 hours to playing a game people absolutely what? adore. Yeah, he doesn't like the art style. Oh, Big Tony, Tony. style. Hard disagree. That like, is. The art style is so cool. That's like yeah. one of the coolest things about that game. Yeah. It's like the art and the music. and the I got cool in trouble vibe. for talking about this in the office, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay. Andrew got really upset at me. Uh, Big Tony style says, I'm curious if the Scoop crew have come across a game that is widely praised, mm. but you cannot bring yourself to play. If so, what game was it and why? I mean, you got one. yeah, well, first of all, I can't <laughs> let it's very wild to me. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm actually not a huge Persona 5 fan because I'm not a huge JRPG fan. So by extension, Persona just didn't do it for me. But the art is like I didn't know there was anybody so, out I know, there it's like, that didn't like that aesthetic. <laughs> um, no, it's funny that I didn't know that we were reading this question. We were just chatting about it mm-hmm. before the show started. Um, sometimes Big Tony Style knows. Big Tony Style. Is that maybe how he, he always? Maybe he hasn't seen Morgana. Is Morgana so charming? Yeah, Morgana's really good. Um, cat. Yeah, a little cat. cat. Your cat buddy. Uh, your cat buddy has a bandana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might sell you on it. Um, we were just talking before the show recorded about how um, one of my pet peeves are sometimes people talk about you know games that will appeal to you even if you don't normally like that kind of game. Like even if you're not a shooter fan, you should check out you know whatever Titanfall Two because it does so many special things and it's worth checking out. And then and then I get fooled by that. I say I'm not a JRPG fan, but I'm still gonna try out Persona, and then I try it out, and I say no, nope, still don't like it. Yeah. Still, still, <laughs> still not for me. Um, but then sometimes the inverse is true. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, even though this isn't normally my taste, you know, this one's able to sort of transcend that and you know go over sure. with me. So you never know until you try. But is there a specific game <sighs> for what that? Oh, well, his actual question was: yeah. Is uh, there a game? Uh, it's very have, popular. Are you saying you have to? You don't have to. Because there's a difference, like trying a game and saying, like, I knew I wouldn't yeah, like this, and then I didn't like, like it. I'm They're talking about not even just not even trying. Oh not well, for me, it's there. horror games. Just you know, it's like yeah, I can understand and respect the style of Resident Evil and the Louisiana, like you know that backwoods. Like that's all really cool and fascinating. But um, no, I'm not. I'm not interested in horror games at all. Yeah. But sometimes you have to have a game kind of turn you off to that series of games. Like I think you're using the JRPG example. If you have a couple of bad experiences with that, you're like, maybe I won't maybe. be tri- playing those anymore. Fool me once. Yeah, Came I feel that you. way about Dark Souls, although yeah. I did try two of them. Same. Oh. That was like, everyone's like, okay, even if you don't, that's another but perfect I'm not going to play them again. Like, nobody's ever really convinced me to go back into it. It's a perfect example. What about remastered like, on Switch? Well, this, that's what's happening with Monster Hunter right now, too, is yep. that, like, you know, people are saying, go go back and try this game now. 
uh, everything's different. But we were watching videos of the combat looking exactly Seems the same. very suspiciously not different. Um, yeah. No, Resident Evil, excuse me, Dark Souls is such a perfect example of the phenomenon I was just talking about where everyone's like, even if you've not been into those games in the past, try Bloodborne. It's different. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll probably go over with you. Oh, better. yeah. And I never tried that. And then I tried that very same reason. And then I tried Bloodborne. I'm like, nope, still don't like it. Yeah. But I really respect people's opinions on those games, and I know why they yeah. like them now. So that's what's cool, is that I feel like it's good to have an educated opinion of why you don't like it and and then know why other people like it. And like to to each his or her, her own. Sure. I, I'm not going to – I'm not bashing Dark Souls. I'm not saying that those people are wrong. It's just not for me. I would like to hear your account of why people like the Souls and Bloodborne games, just out of my personal interest. Oh, I think it's because uh, it offers <clears> – <throat> A, a very difficult but bite-sized series of challenges. So it's like you you, you can do these kind of runs in it, right? And, and that, it's like you can go, I'm going to get just this far and then retreat. And that feels really good because you do that, you keep pushing, pushing, pushing until you get to like another save point. And then it's like you made progress and it's this good feeling of like how difficult it was to get to the next progress point. That sounds like Steamroll Dig. Or I was going to say it's Castlevania. And the later yeah, sure. Castlevania, yeah, like, sure. like Symphony of the Night, of the Night yeah. is like it was all about like just barely making it to a save room. Yeah, that's you true. know, and I get really excited about that. But it's also <laughs> a 3D game that the combat never feels good to me. Yeah. It always feels like I'm rolling so slow and I'm blocking right when I missed the animation. And you can get used to all that. I'm sure it's fun. Yeah, sure. That's interesting. For me, uh, widely praised games that I cannot bring myself to play would be any competitive uh, multiplayer shooter like PUBG, Fortnite, League of Legends, or even like League of Legends. Not a shooter, I realize, but any sort of like uh, very competitive online game is just not going to be for me. What about Splatoon? No, (laughs) I've never played Splatoon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in video games in general and the discussion around video games, I wish there was a little bit more, you know, accounting for recognition of taste. You know, um, no one would ever fans of the genre. (laughs) That's true. But I mean, if someone's like, uh, you know, have you been to this new food place yet? And you're like, you know, no, I just don't really like seafood that much. And I'd be like, oh, okay, fair enough. But in video games, people kind of lose their minds, you know, around if you don't like or couldn't get into an immensely popular game. You know, I used the example of Resident Evil 4 earlier. Like, um, that's a game that I've tried to play two or three times and just couldn't get into it. And other people love it so much that they keep insisting, well, you must be playing it wrong, or I wish you would give it another chance. And I'm like, look, it's just, it's not for me. Like, that's not, I can recognize what the game does well, but uh, in video games in general, I don't think there's enough it's it's a little bit more hive mindy than I think it should be. I would love. I I always try new things and it, it just to kind of check back in with stuff. I mm-hmm. never like would go full blackout, but I'll be distrustful of Dark Souls for a while. But um, <laughs> like I tried Overwatch and and it was exactly what I yeah, thought. That's it would another be. one I've never played. And I mean, it, it's exactly like okay, if you have a bunch of friends and you play this every night, it's going to be your life, and that makes total sense. But I don't play games that way. I do think Overwatch, Damon. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I decried other people for doing, but one. I, I do think for me, for me personally, this has been my experience: is that Overwatch is sort of the non-shooter fans shooter because you can be really skilled and successful at that games by playing in a relatively low skilled way. Like I play a Symmetra, and all she does is put turrets on the wall. That's really smart, and you don't need to have any <clears throat> aiming skill at all. Um, and, uh, and there's some strategy around where you're putting the turrets, but like really, it's pretty. It's just a very, very different experience than if you're playing one of the shooty characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, think, I, get I think you might like it. You've, you've mentioned that before, and maybe you're right, but that doesn't uh, 
you know, it doesn't get around the fact that my gaming habits and experience are like a very uh, solo, just like sitting on my couch by myself, mm -hmm. relaxing, that sort of environment. So, anyway. yeah. I, you know, Big Tony style mentioned it as just sort of an aside, but I completely agree with him on January, by the way. Like, January's, yeah. It's a really wonderful month. I yeah, love well gaming said. in January because there's no pressure to like keep up, like, oh, I'm falling behind on Assassin's Creed or whatever the big Q4 game is. Yeah, like, for sure. It's just a, until it? this week in which Dragon Ball and Monster Hunter come out. Well, it's usually, I mean, not everywhere in the world, but it's typically like kind of horrible weather. So, you know, you're not wanting to be out and about anyway. It's a sl slowish time for work, slowish time for games, just yeah. very leisurely. Play whatever you want. Yep. All right, this is Evan from Rockville, Maryland. And he says, I recently picked up Cuphead on Xbox because all the reviews said it's a must-have. However, I just cannot seem to get anywhere with Cuphead. I barely got to World 2, and I've probably spent two-plus hours on just one boss level. Mm. I quit and went to play the new Assassin's Creed because I know there's an intriguing story. And I can make actual progress, and I generally enjoy the mechanics of the series. I feel bad about not being good at Cuphead, like I'm a lesser gamer, because I just have no interest in spending multiple hours trying to perfect one level and getting super frustrated when in the same amount of time I could play something else. Should I feel this way? I'd be interested in your thoughts on this, and hard games in general. Evan yeah. from Rock. I think you just don't want to have the feeling like you're wasting time. Like, even if you don't beat the boss or you don't make it to the next bonfire in Dark Souls, as long as you feel like you're improving or you got closer, then I think people's tolerance level for like trying, trying, trying over and over again is kind of okay. But if you don't even feel like you're getting anywhere, if it's like, well, I'm not, I don't feel my skills improving, I don't feel like I'm getting any better, yeah. then yeah, I mean, that it's not, it's easy to understand how that can feel immensely frustrating. Mm. I mean, it's the same discussion. Different people like very different things in games. And yeah. <clears throat> for some people, repetitive difficulty is the thing that draws them in. I remember Chloe wrote an op-ed on, like, dark, why Dark Souls isn't fun. Yeah. And uh, she likes it anyway. Like, it's not, she's not playing it because it's fun. She's playing it because it's challenging or, you know, disturbing or, like, there's all these other reasons. It's just like, you know, watching a dramatic movie. You know, you don't go there because it's fun. <laughs> it might take you out of yourself or it might teach you something, yeah. but it doesn't have to be fun. Uh, Cuphead, I didn't find fun, and uh, I found it beautiful and intriguing, and I loved, I loved watching it. But like, man, like, I got pretty far in that game, and it, it's not very rewarding. And I don't feel like I got better at it, mm. and that is a problem. Yeah, <clears throat> my wife hates seeing me get angry at a video game. <laughs> she always just tries to get me to like, you know, turn it off. Yeah, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I actually don't have a, I have a pretty low tolerance level for you know challenge. And if I die a handful of times, I'll go play something else. Typically in 2018 now, but uh, even so, you know, she tries to like pull me away. And every gamer knows like sometimes it's fun to die and try again, try again. Um, and it's funny trying to explain that to someone that's not really into the hobby. Yeah, I think you need to have a community when you have a difficult game. And that's why Pac-Man Championship Edition was so fun when everybody's playing online or like John True Wars before that. Yeah. When you have a leaderboard, that really helps. And then when Mario came in the office, everybody played it. And it was fun saying like, how many moons do you have? How mm -hmm. far did you get? Talking about the really difficult parts of that game. Like you need to have that kind of, it feels good to be better than other people at games, no matter what, right? So whether that's a competitive game that's intended that way or just one that you're discussing, I think that's a really important part of it. Cuphead, like the people that got good at Cuphead in the office, I was like super impressed by them. And they clearly were having fun. Like Lily got so good at that game. Mm -hmm. And she got like just plowed through it, played it over and over again, got better and better and better. And I was like, it was so cool watching her play and being impressed by that and stuff like that. So I can totally see why she was having a great time with that game. Yeah. 
She's great at it. But Evan, like, you don't have to worry about being a lesser gamer. I don't even know what that even means. Unless you're in an arcade in 1981. Yeah. yeah. And your quarter's on that machine. Uh, then you're going to get I shamed. Mean, yeah, it doesn't feel good to, for a game to defeat you, you know, and you, yeah. you put it down I mean, and move on. But I also, you know, there's... there's also, I would, I, you know, I would point out, like, you don't owe the game nope. anything. Time is precious. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've harped on this on Scoop before, but when you're not having fun with a game, throw it across the room, go walk away and play something else. Like, <laughs> or write an interesting op-ed. You have this much time each day to play video games, yeah. you know, so don't waste a moment of it on something where, you know, your heart's already trying to tell you. And now you know the plight of the guide writer and the reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Keep that means playing it. That's different. Or you're fired. The difference is you're being paid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, this Unless you is... don't finish your review. <laughs> This is Mikhail from Sao Paulo, nice. Brazil. Cool. Mm. Says longtime listener for over three years. First time writing. I have a question to the panel regarding the Nintendo Switch. I don't know if you heard, but Nintendo is not officially operating in Brazil, mm. so it's a little hard and expensive to get a Switch and its games here. Mm. However, I will be developing part of my postdoctoral research in the U.S. starting April or May this year, wow. and will stay there for six months because I will not bring my PS4. I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to get a Switch. So here's the deal. I have some time in advance so I can start saving money now to get the Switch and games and accessories. Let's say I'll have more or less $600 to spend. The Switch is currently $300, so that leaves me with another $300 exclusively for games and accessories. My question is, what do you and the panel think is the best way to spend this budget? Is there an accessory I absolutely have to buy, or should I spend everything in games? I should note that I tend to play. I intend to play it primarily in handheld mode, and that my favorite type of games are RPGs. Is there a Kobayashi Maru here uh-huh. where you yeah. could play digitally once you have a Switch and just download stuff from the shop? With That's all I do. I don't have any. I don't have one. Like I'm just wondering if you can get around that in Brazil, because then you just pay. You know, oh. I don't, it might be hard. But once you have a US Switch. Mm-hmm. You should probably be able to figure out how to use I mean, you can the access, shop channel. You can access the Japanese store just now. Any, right. Anywhere in the U.S., you just set up an account. Anyway, that's the that's the cheat to this. Yeah, that's well, cool. yeah. That's that's. Well, but it's a question of like separate. what yeah, to spend this totally, extra three hundred dollars yeah. on. I mean, I, I think so you can use it in handheld mode. I think I'm the outlier here, but I don't have any Switch accessories at all. None. I would say you I don't even a, have a case. I would I would suggest getting a case. But I use a bandana. That's what I was going to say. You need like, something to put it in. A sock. But I have Big a shoulder sock. bag. I have a messenger bag that I come to work on every mm-hmm. day. Yeah, it has and, a pocket. Yeah, and surely yeah. every messenger bag, like it's 2018, almost every bag has some sort of spot to put like an a iPad or a laptop. Yeah, it's a nice padded pocket. I've, right. I've never once felt the need for a Switch carrying case. Okay. Well, if, if you are if you have a pad, a backpack or something that has a slot for it, that's good. But don't just throw it in your backpack. But here's what I will say is... Uh, I think you should do that too. Philip, <laughs> Philip and me and our tech writer uh, actually uh, collaborated on a best Nintendo Switch carrying case well, feature. There and it runs down like hard shell and soft mm-hmm. options. And um, you can look that up if you do want a case. I and think they're you only need about, a battery pack. Uh, well, I was going to suggest that too. The Fair cases enough. are only like 12, 15 bucks so i think a battery pack that was also a good option for handheld especially if he's going to play a lot in handheld. yeah like i was just on a six-hour flight and uh, used a battery pack Mm -hmm. no problems just played straight through i still had battery when i got back to the house it's amazing yeah extra controllers are those are 30 bucks very expensive and if he's playing it like the pro controller is one of the greatest game controllers of all time but he's in handheld yeah you don't need it and he likes rpgs yeah probably gonna be doing a lot of single player gaming yeah i don't think you need to worry dog yeah, I don't think you need to worry about place. using uh, or getting other controllers. But what about a memory card? Yes, you'll That's need another ne- thirty you'll, bucks. You'll need yeah. an SD card if for like a thirty a thirty two gig uh, 
um, SU card is going to run you, much, you like you 30 want, bucks. You want a much bigger one than that. 120. All right, 120. Then that's probably going to be 80 bucks. No. Something like that. No? Not that much? Well, 30. I mean, I guess I bought mine on Black, Black Friday. Friday. I, I think those prices are cheaper than you think they are. Yeah, I they just are. looked before this. A oh. 32 one on Amazon is 30 bucks. Oh, boy, no. I mean, wait for a sale then. Like, I mean, I guess maybe you can because <laughs> I mean, you're going to be downloading the games. But yeah. Uh, that, yeah, I mean, those are, those are things that are frequently on sale. Yeah. And then there's a lot of games. And then that brings us to the games. You're going to want Zelda and Mario. Mm-hmm. I know you like RPGs, but you're going to want Mario. They're too. essential. They're your essentials. Xenoblade, if you Xenoblade, like RPGs. Xenoblade too. Uh, I would suggest Mario plus Rabbids. Mario plus Rabbids, Golf Story, Steamroll Dig Two, Stardew Valley, and Darkest Dungeon. That's yeah. good, along with the Golf Story. Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. Man, what a great lineup. I know. And I think all of that could be got for around three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah, you, and there's used games now. Yeah, that's true. Zelda might be cheaper than it was when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that uh, it, the um, Switch is region locked, but only in the sense that you need to be in, like you need to be in the Japanese eShop account to download Japanese games. Mm-hmm. But you can do that from anywhere in the world. Makes me wonder if him being in Brazil. You touched on this earlier. Like, what's the cheapest, just based off currency exchanges or whatever else? Like, should he just start from day one with a U.S. account, or maybe there's a better option there? Like, yeah. I don't really know. I've never really dug into that that much. Yeah. That's like a, if you're in a country where you can't use your country's native store anyway because there isn't one, you know, maybe there a th- little bit of thought needs to be given to like where, you know, where do you mm-hmm. where do you you know keep most of your library? What region? Yeah, although that's not really necessary. Like you don't have to ask. You don't even have to consider any of that if you're just playing like the base game of Zelda and Mario, right? I don't know. I don't know if they're different prices. Like that's what I'm saying. I really don't know. You're talking about just downloading them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, Mikhail, let us know if you do end up getting a Switch and uh, what accessories and games you end up selecting for it. And then, happy gaming and enjoy your Switch. Uh, And man, guys, I think that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. I think we're already here. happens when a quarter of the talking doesn't happen. Yeah, that's true. We can just get through the topics really quickly. Uh, our suggestion stupid Marty bringing us down the whole time stupid Marty that's his nickname we like to call him that around here (laughs) Uh, our suggestion this week comes from Eric Woody let the questioning begin no state no No you don't know you're flying blind this week alright in this game does your character wear a hat you can it's possible it's possible to have a hat it's possible to wear a hat uh does your character speak? I love it. I think so. <laughs> Damon, you're killing me. I think so. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, for some reason, without I feel like since it's only Sam that I'm letting down, I'm like so much <laughs> more inclined fine. to like. <laughs> uh, we'll do it. you do you collect and spend some money or currency of some kind in this game? No. Now, okay, now we've had three sillies. I think. It's Can you fine. see your hands? We already had that was the. Oh no, that wasn't the opening question. Yes. So wait. So let's recap. Uh-huh. You can wear a hat. You see your hands. Damon thinks maybe you speak. So. And uh, I already forgot. <laughs> I already the fourth one. Uh, oh, money. Yeah, you don't. You don't collect and spend money. Okay. All right. It's Dig Dug. Yeah, it, well, he doesn't wear a hat. Yeah, he has a space helmet. Is that true? Yeah. He's in a. He's in a full suit. In the game, yeah, or only on like the cabinet? No, no, he's 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 like walking around with goggles. Weird. Do 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 do. Was this before nineteen ninety? No. Is this before two thousand? Yes. Nineties uh, game. Was this released on sixteen bit consoles? Uh, no. Interesting. Game Boy. 
Yeah, Game Boy or or the generation after PS One era. Uh, was this a handheld game? Nope. Whoa. Was this released for the uh, the PS One, Xbox, GameCube era consoles? No, 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 no. PS One, Nintendo sixty four. Excuse me. Yeah, PS One, Nintendo sixty four uh, era. Yes. Okay. Was this on uh, Nintendo sixty four? Yes. That's ten. That Force Gemini. <laughs> Maybe was this that uh, was this exclusively on the N sixty four? Yes. Was it made by Nintendo? No. Was it? Is it a Japanese game? Good question. No. Okay. Should okay, add okay. the S's in a different order. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. Um, okay. To recap, N sixty four exclusive, but not made by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Not made in Japan, which is actually. Good. That like that's actually gets us yeah, it somewhere. Could be rare. Well, but what we about the, the other Rockstar game? We had the rare thing recently already. Yeah, I consider rare Body games Harvest? made by Nintendo, personally. Um, uh, Space Station Silicon Valley. So it's not first person, so you can see your hands. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not Goldeneye. Although maybe you can. I don't remember if you only see your gun or if you see your hand like holding when your, the gun when your knife comes out. Yeah. Do they have that? I don't remember that game at all. Uh, was this a Rare game? Made by Rare? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but Nintendo 64 games that aren't Nintendo, there's not a whole lot of them. There's like Cruising USA. and That's what I'm... Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, you're right. Uh, is the company that made what this game still in that? business? Man. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know how much that helps me. Yeah, it could be like Atari or something. Space Station Silicon Valley it was made by DMA Design that would go on to be the GTA team. Is that Rockstar's GTA yeah. team? Yeah. I was wondering, and they made Body Harvest also, or is that not them? Yes. I get a little bit mixed up about what I, the different I think I'm wrong studios we're working right. on. Um, okay. Right, I don't 15. Know how, I don't know how to narrow this down. I think that was DMA Design. Is Oh, does this have multiplayer? Yes. Good question. What did you play? What was that face? Yes. What if it's like oh, NBA like, Jam or Mortal Kombat? Maybe I was or something? a little too enthusiastic. Yeah, Mortal Kombat like trilogy or something like that. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah. Uh, is this game a part of a series? Yes. In sixty four exclusive Bomberman, Bomberman sixty four. Yeah, that's was good. made that's in Japan, Japan though. though. And, um, and the way he said yes, I mean, I don't want to burn a question on it, but I have, I have a sense that this game's yeah, particularly notable game. for its multiplayer. What were some of the big four-player... Well, Rare did so many of them. It yeah, sucks. but and also like Mario Party, so it's not one of those. Pokemon Puzzle League, it's all Japan, Japanese. Yeah, not one of those. I'm trying to think about other like big multiplayer in 64 games that were not, uh, Dude, you're not made by Nintendo. The ja- Japanese development was responsible for so much Nintendo 64. Yeah. It's really weird to think of non-Japanese yeah. companies. Uh, and so he said it's part of a series. Yeah. And it was, so it's something sixty four probably. Oh yeah, I guess I don't know that. Or I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Grand Theft Auto was on sixty four. Some weird version of that. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Like a top down one. Oh no, that's PlayStation. Um, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. Three questions left. Probably shouldn't have asked all those silly questions <laughs> at the beginning. Well, they they could help in the end. Um, what did I play with people? That's exactly, it's like, it's, I mean, you know, I, the only things I keep flashing on are like, you know, Smash and Mario Party and GoldenEye and like all the all the games that it can't be. 
Um, should we ask whether does a critically acclaimed thing help at all? Or do you think it's is it helpful to know if it's like a shooter or a fighting game? Or I mean, it's with only three questions left. Fighting game could have been StarCraft sixty four. That's good. Is that multiplayer? I I mean, I presume so. I actually don't know. That'd be so stupid if that's what it was. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know where to go. I mean, it could be like Tony Hawk, you know? Mm. No, but it's exclusive to the N64. I don't think we... Oh, did we get exclusive to the N64? Mm -hmm. Three Um, questions. uh, What about that snowboarding stuff? 1080 snowboarding was made by... Was made by Nintendo Wave Race. Yeah, I know they're all first-party games. Are Mario, those all Mario first Kart, party? Diddy Kong Racing. The, the, but definitely those racing games are. Yeah, Wave Race and 1080 snowboarding are, for sure. I don't know about some others. What are we missing? Yeah. <laughs> Damon, you got three questions, Damon. What game are we missing? <laughs> Let's get another question out here. It's been a while since we've had a question. I mean, N64 era was like my era. Okay. Did Shadows of the Empire have multiplayer? Like, I think that was just a single-player Star Wars adventure. Yeah, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Was this licensed? Wait, wait. Those are wait. both licensed games. Could be Turok Dinosaur yeah, Hunter. For sure. Was this a licensed game? Yeah. No. Ah! <laughs> Hopes. Hopes dash. Yeah, that was good. We got those all eliminated. If you freeze frame here, you can pinpoint the moment where Justin gave up. I was so sure that it was Turok for some reason. Uh, could still be cruising USA. <laughs> I think. Uh, San, San Francisco Rush. Yeah, I know. I know. There's all these dumb dumb racing games that we could go for. They were, they were really popular at the time. I mean, we got... Or what about Brawlers? We got Gauntlet Legends. Mm, that was on like that was on PlayStation Two as well. I, I played a sixty four Gauntlet game. Yeah, I, I the dumb racing game thing. Oh, what about uh, like dungeon crawly games? Do those exist? Yeah, Baldur's no, not Baldur's Gate. I, mean, I think about I think about that stuff mostly as being on PC in that era. Yeah. Was this? Should we just ask if this was on PC also? <laughs> it was an N sixty four exclusive. What are you? What's oh, the, yeah, what are you doing? That, what are you doing? What are you doing over I there? I think we got it. We're, we're we're waffling around a lot. We got to bring it home. Well, that's because it's only two of us. <laughs> is this a? Uh, I mean, I I feel like I just want to ask if it's a racing game, and if not, all right. Is it a racing game? No. Okay. Um, not a racing game. That's well, nineteen. Oh, somebody just texted me. Maybe that was the answer. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's not just, the answer. No, just about work. <laughs> Andres hasn't been much help here this whole time. Yeah, Andres, uh, what? Any ideas? Yeah. Yeah, but that was made by Rare. But I mean, I like where your head's at. Um, I man, I I was so sure it was could be yeah. Doom sixty four. Oh, sure. We got in the absence of anything else. I'm gonna guess is it? Is it's it, not Doom sixty four. That isn't a multiplayer. None at all. No, we just played it. <laughs> really? We did play it recently. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's actually pretty fun. And yeah. Playable. I would have never guessed that. I I played, I had that game, and it was one of my favorite N64 games, but I guess I never considered that there was no deathmatch in it. I don't know. Uh, uh, is it Space Station Silicon Valley? No, it is not. Okay. okay. So the question, that one tri- question that tri- gave me a little trouble, It's this is game is developed and published by Interplay. Are they still around? I would say no. Okay, no. I didn't think they were still around. Well, hold on, hold on. If so. it's Interplay, it's Rampage 64. No. Oh, man. Good guess, though. Like all those Midway games. It is the third game in a series. <sighs> I still don't know. Wait, wait, hold on. Was it Mortal Kombat? <laughs> it is a fighting game series. It, uh, Clay Fighter 64? No. Whoa. Clay Fighter 63, 63 and a third. third. Oh! <laughs> 
so dumb. Clay Fighter, 63 and a third. The first two were on Super Nintendo. Yeah, Interplay. 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 19, yeah, 1997. That's why I, when I, I felt like I was... When you asked that me, was it was multiplayer. 97, yeah. Man, okay. Clay Fighter. When you said multiplayer, I said yes, and I thought it was my enthusiasm might give you a hint there. I remember the print ads well. Yeah, you yep. were dancing around the whole fighting game genre. Yep, that weird snowman. Never got there. Oh, That's yeah. That guy was scary. That's what the snowman was a hat, mm-hmm. at least one. And then about the voice thing, I'm sure there was digitized. I would yeah. guess there was digitized speech yeah, in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Not much of it. I never played it. We should get that game. Yeah. We'll pick it up and try it out. Are you sure it's not in one of our bins in the uh, game I library? I would think we would have pulled that one out if yeah. it was. I've actually never played any Clay Fighter game. Me neither. You're not missing much. But the yeah. idea is that they used the, the Donkey Kong 64 era, not 64, country era yeah. graphics of pre-rendering to make it look really cool. So they actually had like, they probably used Clay or a model similar to that to position it, take a picture, digitize it. So they had really good animations of things yeah. walking around and be, looking like Clay. Yeah. I mean, they made three of those games, so some people played them. 63 and a third. <laughs> Uh well okay that's a good suggestion from Eric Woody a good suggestion I think so a good suggestion well, or would you count I a... did know the name of the game yeah we almost got there if we would have <laughs> no we would have never gotten <laughs> well we we did... zeroed in on racing game instead of fighting game and, and then, then we didn't have an answer if we wouldn't have burned those three silly questions I, th- I... well what would it have been if it was racing game we would have guessed Daytona cruising I would have guessed cruising Rush the Rock yeah Rush the Rock there's three different the one. ones yeah. Uh, all right, before we go this week, what are we what are we playing this weekend? Oh man, I'm playing RimWorld. Which one's that? It's a really good PC uh, simulation game where you uh, have some colonists that crash land on a planet, and then you have to make a colony and you know this plant is the food. Dwarf Fortress and, game? Yeah, the Dwarf Fortress like. Uh, is it all text? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a Dwarf Fortress like game. Yeah, you're just like you know growing food and building structures and you know mining out ore and stuff. Yeah, like sure. That. When it's No Man's Sky, you don't like it. <laughs> but like so, you control the colonists. And this is on PC. You're yeah. playing on Steam. Yeah. Uh, isn't Dwarf Fortress known for like having a very large possibility space? Yes. A lot of different. That's how this game is. This game is too cool. Yeah. I really I like. That. Not to the degree that Dwarf Fortress is, which okay. is you know that's its whole shtick. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fun that's fact: fun. for many years before I worked here, I owned DwarfFortress.com. <laughs> that's not the only <laughs> yeah. uh, domain you you at least used to own. Right? Yeah, I used to own SR388.com, which is the so planet the Metroids come from. Ev- <laughs> did you let that evaporate? Yeah, I let actually not long after I worked here, mm-hmm. um, I was taking a look. Like domains are cheapish, ten or fifteen dollars a year. Yeah. But I own like thirty or forty of them, and then I just like let go of that whole part of my life. I'm you like, didn't do I the don't... thing where you start emailing people that might have the rights to try I, to sell it. I just didn't even bother. I'm just like, it's <laughs> fine. I'll just let them all. Laps. I'm a okay. busy man. Sam, what you playing? Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. I started on, a couple on Switch, weeks ago. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a pig, but I only got the pig to get truffles. And then I just bought truffles at that random store with the cart. It yeah. made me so mad. So now I have this useless pig. <laughs> it does nothing for me. Uh, but you like the game, right? Yeah, it's so good. And like I'm completely addicted to it. And everything that people say about it is true. Yeah. My hands hurt from playing it on Switch mm-hmm. so much. Wow. Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get to it too, but I'm also playing Stardew Valley finally and enjoying it. But then uh, Darkest Dungeon came out last week and kind of distracted me from... On Switch? Yeah. That's crazy. uh, From Stardew and kind of pulled me back into Darkest Dungeon because I played that on Mm -hmm. PC and then on PS4 and now I'm playing it again on Switch. It's just awesome. Is there there anything new that pulled you back in on Switch? There's no new mode. It's the game. It's just like out again on a system that I love and I'm using a lot. So They've been supporting it since launch. Like If you played that game at launch, there's a bunch of new stuff from then, but the Switch version in particular doesn't have anything exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Good match for a system, though. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems great on the Switch. 
All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. want to uh, send a very special happy birthday message to overlord of the superfans, Matt Jones. Happy birthday. And happy birthday to you too, Damon. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.